hockey is up, hockey fans. This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey. Uh, I am Ben Goats, one of your Review Journal Golden Knights beat writers. Uh, joining me on the other line, as always, is my colleague David Shane. But today we have a very special guest that we're very excited about. Uh, Golden Knights prospect Peyton Krebs was kind enough to join us for this episode. Peyton, how's it going? Doing good. Yeah. Um, just chilling. How about you guys? No, not All a whole same. lot. Yeah, not a whole lot going on, except just uh, like you kind of gearing up, getting excited for hockey season. We're so excited to uh, talk to you about uh, last season and then this upcoming season and what your expectations are. Uh, quick, before I do that, I want to remind everyone that the Golden Edge podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal. Please check out our written work at reviewjournal.com. Uh, we are presented by Blue Wire. And if you guys could uh, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do to podcasts, please do to this one. We would very much uh, appreciate it. Uh, all right, Peyton, you're back in Las Vegas. You're gearing up uh, for the upcoming hockey season. Um, but before I get to that, just quick, like, uh, how's your summer been? How have you been enjoying the offseason? Yeah, no, um, it's been a good summer. Uh, I've I've worked out uh, a lot, um, get, getting ready for to be back on the ice. Um, I think that's definitely exciting. But when, when the end of the summer comes along, um, I've been here in Vegas all summer and um, trained with Patch Ready. So um, you know, it's been uh, it's been a great summer, and uh, looking forward to, to camp here. Now that we're getting into September, you, you starting to get the itch to, you know, get back into, into the swing of things hockey wise here. Yeah, no, it feels a little weird for me because, you know, it's my first year uh, at a pro training camp. Usually juniors, you start, um, you know, August 24th. So um, in September, roll on, I'm like, well, why hasn't hockey season started yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'll get really excited uh, next week, obviously, uh, rookie camp and uh, be a lot of fun. Yeah, before we kind of talk about the upcoming uh, rookie camp and training camp, um, last year was a crazy year for you in terms of you played at uh, four different teams on four different levels, and I believe all three forward positions at different points. Uh, now that you've had the summer to kind of, I guess, decompress and reflect maybe a little bit, uh, did it sink in for you kind of how crazy last year and how eventful it was for you? Yeah, um, no, it's been crazy. You forgot my uh, three games at D too, so I can't forget that in the Western League. But <laughs> um, no, it's it was a wild year. Um, you know, a lot of hotels. I put a lot of miles on hotel rooms. Um, I think uh, total in a bubble, I was like oh, just like two hundred days in a bubble, um, which was a lot. Um, you know, it, it was a wild year. I had a lot of fun though. You know, a lot of memories to be made that were made um, and, you know, obviously starting world juniors didn't get the result we wanted, but a lot of fun doing that. And then off to Henderson, um, got an opportunity to play my first pro games, <clears throat> uh, you know, learned a lot from there. Um, then back to junior, um, which was obviously a lot of fun. Um, it was in Regina, which is um, different from obviously uh, the NHL bubble, but you know we made the most of it and a lot of fun there. And obviously, then coming straight to um, play some games with the Golden Knights, and you know that was a blast too. Learned a lot. Um, obviously, Pete, um, great coach, and just learned a lot from them. And um, we know what we have to do to be successful here coming up. So let's go back a couple of years to to your draft year, uh, and obviously the injury uh, that was you know a, a big you know, uh, factor in things, you know, just a, just a big moment, I guess, in, in, in your career. 
Can you just kind of briefly explain, you know, how you got hurt and then just maybe what were your emotions kind of going into that draft and, and how difficult was it to handle all that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just, I came right back from the combine and, um, uh, I was like, uh, I think it was, I come back from the combine on Sunday or something. And it was Monday. I was like, all right, I want to go skate. Um, just, uh, there was a skills ice, ice session going on. I was like, I need to get ready for, uh, you know, whatever the development cap is for whatever team I get drafted to. Um, yeah, and I went on the ice. We had a uh, nice little practice, and then we went and did some two-on-two, like most, most, you know, just a little fun game at the end. And um, went in the corner. Some guy was behind me. Um, I actually don't even know him. Um, still don't know him. Uh, uh, he, yeah, stepped on my Achilles. Um, at the time, I, di- I didn't didn't hurt that bad, but I. I went to skate again and it felt like I had so much mobility and I was just like, Whoa, this is not right. And, uh, sure enough, I went off and I was like, this isn't right. And sure enough, there was a big slice. Of my, wasn't bleeding that much actually a big, big slice. Of my Achilles, um, funny story is I, I went, well, it's not that funny, but <laughs> my, I went to the first hospital, um, just, a local one in Calgary. Um, and then, uh, they, they, whatever, looked into it, um, froze it up, looked in, like, Oh, your Achilles look like it's an accident. Like you're good. And just sewed it back up and uh, you're good to go. I'm like, Oh, okay. Thank God. Like, thank goodness. Nothing came out of that. And then I tried to walk on the kid. Like I can't still walk, dude. Like something's mm-hmm. wrong. Right. And then, so I gave him, no, you're good. I got crutches and my mom, like mom, like they told me I'm fine, like whatever, right? And and sure enough, uh, my mom's like, this doesn't feel right. Um, you know, something's not right. And so we called my family doctor. And we're like, yeah, like something's not right. Like I can't, I can't walk on my my foot. And sure enough, they did a little quick MRI, and where it was cut, I was bent. So the Achilles like went up where the actual Achilles was cut. Mm. Where it was sliced, and um, yeah, and then I got to meet uh, Dr. Ryan, and got me in the next that week for surgery. Um, there was five percent hanging on, so that was uh, uh, lucky for me. It didn't get fully sliced, and he uh, did an awesome job. Uh, we've been good friends since, so um, oh, that's good. And then um, yeah, obviously went into the draft. Uh, you know, I I didn't realize the Achilles is so important. Uh, I thought it was just oh, another three months, like whatever, and I'll be back. And enough to another eight months or whatever it was, and um, went into the draft and uh, wasn't sure really what to expect. I you know, I talked to a lot of teams; they're still really interested in, you know. And I thought I was going to go around the top ten range, and kept going. I'm like, all right, whatever, just someone draft me, and sure enough, and uh, <laughs> my. Uh, Say at least my family, my uncles were pretty pumped. <laughs> well, then, of course, after you got drafted, you got to hang around Las Vegas for quite a few months, kind of during the recovery process. I guess what was you know that like getting at least a little bit of a feel for what the organization was like right away and not having to maybe go back to you know junior college like a lot of your kind of draft classmates? And you know what was it like to I guess get at least the feel of what being in the NHL organization would be like right away? Yeah. Um... Yeah, like right after Dev Camp, I went home, um, did a little recovery there um, with my Achilles, and then once camp started, um, back into the swing of things, I guess, trying to get my Achilles back. And sure enough, Mark 
Stone offered for me to stay at his house. Well, I was doing that and that was a, a massive blessing. Um, you know, I really got to see what kind of the NHL lifestyle was like, what, you know, I got to you know, meet all the guys. And so when I came back for the NHL bubble, I was a lot more comfortable knowing all the guys and um, those little things that you know, I think NHL is definitely intimidating, intimidating at times and, you know, getting to know the guys and know that they're just people is, uh, um, you know, really comforting and it allows you to definitely play a lot better. Um, you know, so that experience was huge for me. Um, you know, I look back and definitely my Achilles was, uh, a terrible thing. Uh, I wish it never happened, but now looking back, it, it was definitely a bit of a blessing in disguise where I got to, you know, pretty much live the NHL lifestyle. Um, you know, for whatever it was, six months. And uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so was last year a little bit kind of making up for some of that lost time? Did you, did you feel like that, you know, benefited you that in, in any way that that regard? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, obviously I went back to junior after the, after I did my rehab and, you know, I think I, you know, made up, made up for it there. And then obviously COVID happened. And then I think the bubble, um, not being able to do, um, I've never done a development camp or any camp. I've never done a main camp. This is my first year doing a camp, um, being able to go in the bubble and then get that experience. Um, I think definitely made up for those, um, time on ice that I, uh, I lost. And, you know, I think it made me a, a lot better player and, um, a person too, for sure. Yeah, and then that obviously led into your busy year last year where you mentioned you had the World Juniors. You had your brief time with the, the Silver Knights, and then, of course, you had to go back to uh, the Western Hockey League. Was it, I guess, a little weird or difficult for you once you got that first taste of uh, pro hockey in the American League to all of a sudden kind of go back a level to the Western League, or were you okay with that transition? Yeah, I think, um, you know, those the Western League was my third bubble, and a lot of people, like, Oh, this will be easier for you. Like it's your third bubble, but no, it's actually, it's a lot harder because it's your third bubble and you're, uh, you're pretty exhausted from, you know, the last two, uh, just being isolated. Um, but at, at the same time, it was actually, it was a great time. Um, I think for me going from pro to junior is actually harder than making the jump to pro just cause it's, I find it's a lot easier to speed up than slow down, um, in terms of, uh, your play and, Took me a couple games to get back in the the junior groove. Um, I'd say like ten games for sure, and then I, I started to feel like myself again. And um, no, it was it was a lot of fun. It was definitely um, hard, like you said, uh, to you know bounce back from league to league. But um, you know, I got to meet a lot of cool people uh, doing playing on all those teams this year, and uh, you know, created a lot of relationships. And you know, going back to junior was a, a lot of fun. Um, you know, you, you always in junior, you're always wishing to make the next step, next, next step. And that's what I want to do at the same time. Uh, you kind of forget just to live in the moment at times. Cause, um, you know, junior, juniors, it's, it's its own, own thing. It's a lot different than pro hockey where, you know, you don't got much responsibility. You're just having a blast with your buddies. So, um, no, it was a lot of fun. I just tried to live in the moment each and every day and, um, have, make the most of my time. Well, let's jump ahead to uh, to last season a little bit, and uh, and May third specifically. I'm sure you know that day. That's when you made your NHL debut in uh, Minnesota. So, tell us a little bit about that. Just kind of, you know, maybe 
when you found out about it, who you were able to tell, uh, just maybe what the excitement was like and, and, you know, what your, your experience was maybe kind of just briefly going into it. Yeah. I, um, no, I came back from, um, straight from Winnipeg. I drove home or sorry, from Regina to Calgary, um, in my truck and then was two days in Calgary and then flew straight to Vegas. I was actually just in Vegas, um, waiting for the teams to get back. And then, um, Kelly called me and said, uh, Oh, we want you to come to Arizona. We're going to have a car, pick you up, uh, um, go get, go to a hotel and get your stuff. I was like, all right, <laughs> next thing, you know, I, that call my dad, yeah, I'm going here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, uh, I was cool. And then, uh, yeah, I went, went that day to Arizona, um, met the team there. I drove, they had a car, picked me up and, um, drove there. Um, didn't play any of those games, obviously. And then, um, flew to Minnesota with the team and, um, uh, yeah, I only had one pregame skate and then, uh, coach brought me over and said, we're going to put you in tonight. And, um, you know, you deserve it. Um, Pete, uh, I got to know him pretty well in, in the bubble there. And, um, you know, he said, uh, I just enjoy it and, you know, work your bag off. So, you know, I went and did that and, um, obviously called my parents and all everyone I could. Uh, and my mom is good at spreading the word, uh, when I'm playing. <laughs> do that. And, um, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, obviously, I wish they could have been there, but um, with the times being, uh, they couldn't. Um, and then, yeah, I think it was awesome. Since, since I was in the bubble, uh, it, it made it easy for me to, you know, feel more a little more comfortable. I actually, wasn't, you know, I wasn't too nervous because I knew I was ready. Um, you know, I think my first warm up in, in the NHL bubble, I was so nervous that I couldn't eat that whole day, and I kind of got those nerves out so I could, you know play play one day in a full game and you know uh had a lot of fun and um yeah it was definitely you know you're in warm-ups and with no helmet though it's pretty cool that's kind of when you do you're in the show <laughs> well yeah i want to quick ask about that uh no helmet thing because of course you let you know your hair kind of uh, fly in the wind there was that a, a conscious decision or uh was that kind of a forced on you yeah no i i just couldn't find my helmet uh warm-ups so i was like where's my helmet and i gotta just go and crazy i'm like all right you know i, I wasn't complaining not going out with no helmet that was uh i had the flow growing for i don't know probably a year so um, i had to make sure to you know do a nice nice little comb in the hair before warm-ups and make it look good and then uh i just got recently cut so it's not as long now but um no it was, that was a really cool experience Okay, so there's been rumors. Did you ever identify the culprit who uh, who hid the helmet? No, I didn't care. I was happy. I was like, oh, I didn't care. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, then you, of course, went out and you got your first NHL assist and point, I think only four shifts in uh, to your, your debut. I mean, was that nice to kind of get that first little milestone out of the way so quickly? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always been the passer, so it was nice to get that assist first, um, you know, out of the way, and um, it was exciting. Um, obviously, it was a, I didn't have, I was just going up the wall. I didn't think much of it, and saw so Tucky streaking his, 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 his speed, and um, you know, I saw it going, and I was pretty excited. He, he was pretty fired up, so 
Um, you know, it was a lot of fun and uh, definitely a moment I'll remember uh, for the rest of my life. So it always stands out to me that he stayed on side on that play because it looked like he he was like real close. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I thought it was outside at first too, and then uh, sure enough, in the replay it wasn't. So I was pretty fired up. <laughs> Did you get to keep that puck? Yeah. No, I have it upstairs in my room, and I have the game sheet too and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. So unfortunately, that that stint didn't end well in the NHL with with you being injured. Uh, that shot got up high. Obviously, it fractured your jaw. Did you know right away uh, something was bad? And just, you know, maybe what was that like going through? I, I, I mean, I get a pimple on my face and I'm like, whatever. I, I couldn't even imagine taking a puck. Yeah, I think um, it was a bit of a slow game to start there. Um, you know, obviously, I was playing uh, with Mark and Chandler and I was so pumped to be able to do that. Uh, you know, I was just getting my groove on a great shift. Um, hemming in almost... At a backhand that was close, uh, going to the score there, um, right before, and then just get trying to take away the goalie's eyes in front. And sure enough, um, you know, there was a, a slap shot, and then off of uh, one of the guy's sticks and right in my face. Um, wasn't really at first, I was like, oh, I, like I just kind of dropped, and I was like, felt my face. I was like, so I felt like my, my tooth was like touching my other tooth on this side. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel right. It didn't, it didn't hurt that bad. And I just saw blood gushing out and it just felt more uncomfortable than pain. Like I find breaking bones, it's not that painful. Well, it's, it's some, but I don't find it that painful. And then but if you like pull a muscle, it's more painful. Um, and so I just got up, didn't really think of it. Um, and then sure enough, when it felt like my thing was, my tooth was touching my other tooth on the other side. I was like, yeah, something's not right. And, <laughs> and then I got off and the blood just wouldn't stop. And they checked out my jaw. And, um, Dr. Uh, Brennan Johnson, who was unbelievable. Um, and obviously our, our, our training staff with Jay Mather, um, you know, brought me in there. I was in for surgery the next day, um, wired shut. Um you know, I didn't think of it. I was like, oh, I just broken jaw, whatever. Probably just something right here. Um, not bad at all. Um, whenever I'll be back in a couple of weeks, you know, with a, a face shield and, you know, like my Achilles, I didn't think much of it. Uh, the, the broken jaw was worse than I thought. Um, when I talked to the, our, my surgeon there, Dr. Brandon Johnson, he said that was the top three worst broken jaws he's ever seen. Um, it was fully shattered. I have three plates now in my face. Um, and he's been doing face surgeries for, you know, 25, 30 years. So, um, he's seen everything. Um, and yeah, so it, it was in a gazillion pieces here and he showed me the extra and I'm like, Holy man, that's bad. <laughs> uh, I was like, Hey, when I can, I get on the ice, you know, I want to play. And, um, yeah, it was, I still feel like a little bit here and there, like I don't have feeling my gums and my stump in my uh, mouth, but like it's obviously all healed. Um, just those kind of, cause the nerves got so um, mangled cause the bones all crushed up. Right. So um, yeah, no, it was uh, pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so pretty intense. Was, right. I mean, so what was the recovery process? So like that you mentioned your, your jaw was wired shut. I mean, how long were you kind of on, you know, liquid, diets and all that the not so fun stuff 
Yeah, no. Um, you know, when I was in the training room, obviously I couldn't talk. I was just trying to keep the blood from spewing out of my mouth. Um, Revo was injured at the time too. And he said, you're coming to my house, Krebsy. You're coming. And I was in the hotel at the time. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't have a smoothie maker in the hotel. Like, and that turned out to be a huge blessing. Um, you know, Revo, Ryan and Alana, um, and their two kids, um, you know, without them, I don't think I would have made it through, um, as well as I did. Um, I would have lost a lot more weight if I didn't have Alana. I can tell you that she was making me smoothies left, right, and center. And, two uh, kids always keep my mind off of how much my face hurt. Um, and you know, to keep my mind off eating real food. Um, you know, my mouth was wired shut for three weeks. So I, I was terrible. And, you know, my, my, it just const, you know, like you get a toothache, just imagine like 10 times that every single day, it's just terrible. Like your face hurts. And, um, yeah. So, um, you know, without them, I, I definitely would have, uh, not been able to, you know, um, get through that, uh, or at least not 10 pounds heavier than I thought I was going to be. And, um, I was still wired shut and I got back on the ice, did some nasal breathing skates and, uh, had to make sure I kept my heart rate down, but, um, no, got through that and then, um, slowly worked my way off of getting off the face shield and, um, just back to normal life. So let, let's kind of take that a little bit, just those four games and, and kind of move it forward a little bit. What did you, you know, what are you able to take from that experience? You know, that little taste of the NHL and, and apply it as, as you, you know, head into, like you said, your first training camp and, you know, maybe a first full season and things here. Yeah, no, I think I learned a lot in those four games. Um, you know, I told this to someone else, my, my only shot in the whole four games was off my face. Um, the broken jaw. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I really wanted to work on my shot this summer. I, I tweaked my curve so I got a better shot. Actually, Max Patretti, I trained with him all summer. Um, he... I thought to myself, well, who has the best shot? And maybe the NHL and obviously on the nights and Max, obviously that's him. And, um, you know, I wanted to put a lot of work in with him just, you know, seeing what he does with his shot. And, um, so we did that and, you know, he, he's a beast in his own eight, in his own own way. Um, and I wanted to just take his work ethic and apply it to my game. So, um, the little things like that. And obviously, um, you know, getting cross-checked in the corner by guys like when I played Pranko and, um, you know, I was falling and I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to be sturdy in my skates. Um, with my Achilles, I, my, my dorsiflexion from my ankles wasn't great. And we worked on a lot of that to, you know, make sure I'm over to over my toes skating. I, I switched my whole diet around, um, totally da- dairy and gluten-free. Um, I have a whole schedule for it every meal. Um, yeah, I just wanted to really, you know, take advantage of everything I could, um, this summer and, um, you know, put it to work. Yeah. Obviously you're entering, you know, rookie camp and uh, your first full NHL training camp, you know, kind of heading in, do you think you're ready to now be a full-time NHL player? Yeah, I think, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself. Um, I remember, when I was 16 going to Western League, I, I was so nervous. I, 
you know, I want to make the team so bad. And, you know, it reminds me that I'm going into this year as I want to be in the NHL so bad. But at the same time, you know, you can't be too worried about, you know, reading into things or what the coaches, what obviously Kelly thinks, um, you know, there's a plan for you. And um, all you can do is know that, you know, you got to go in there and work your bag off every day. Um, make sure you do that and, you know, the rest will fall in place. Have fun, have a good attitude, work your bag off and um, the rest the rest will fall in place. So you kind of touch on this a little bit. It's it's out of your hands, but it's a pretty crowded forward group just in terms of the numbers, you know. You know, you can look in contracts and, and stuff like that. You know, how does that kind of factor into to your thinking, your mind, or, or is that just something you you block out and, you know, you say it's not really in your control and, you know, you just do what you can do? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, um, if you're good enough, they'll make room for you. Um, you know, like, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah. If, if they think you're ready, you'll play. Um, and when you get, if you stay off the start, you don't, then when you get your opportunity, you'll show you're ready and uh, you'll play. So, um, obviously, yeah, there's um, a lot of great players, a lot of great people. Um, you know, I, I'm going to push them to be the best they can and I expect them to do for me too. And, um, you know, like I said, just work my bag off every day and uh, do the right things continually. And, um, you know, when, uh, you know, I think I, I, I do believe I'm ready, but uh, uh, like I said, I'm just going to work my, my hardest each and every night, um, you know, have a lot of fun doing it. And, um, you know, that's all you can do at the end of the day. Yeah, and then uh, last one for me, as I mentioned off the top, and you uh, corrected me correctly, you've played basically every position except for goaltender uh, in the past year, but obviously the forward ones are your main ones. Do you have a personal preference uh, between center or wing? Is there one that you hope to settle into this year? Um, I think, obviously, I always want to make a team at the end of the day. I don't care where I play. Um, but I do like center. I think, um, you know, I, I both my brothers are D-man, and they both, uh, you know, I, I take pride in helping those guys out. So, um, not that the wingers do don't, but you're a little more involved as a centerman, and um, that's always fun. But I, I like winning too, um, and uh, I've enjoyed playing that. So, no, yeah, and whatever. If they did that, put me on D, I'd do that too. But um, the odds of that probably very slim. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna. We're- I'm sorry, we're gonna wind this down. And you mentioned your brother, so I'm gonna kind of throw a fun one at you here, and. Uh, We'll throw a few through more, a few, uh, excuse me, a few more lighthearted ones at you. But I'm curious. So he was drafted this past year by Washington, and I'm curious how much you were hoping maybe the Golden Knights would uh, would pick him up, or whether you're going to be more, you know, excited to go against him uh, potentially down the road. No, I was I was hoping they were going to pick him so bad. Um, <laughs> I think obviously you want to allow him to create his own path and, you know, um, do his own thing and, you know, have his own challenges in, in his own way. But you know, to have him here, he'd be at my place here and um, during camp would have been so awesome. But I think Washington got uh, a really good D-man, uh, a really good uh, person that uh, uh, they're, they're going to enjoy for sure. And I think you're uh, in the draft. There's a lot of unknowns and I think he's going to definitely turn some eyes when he uh, heads to Washington. Uh, well, Pete, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out today to chat with us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. No problem, guys.
All right, that Appreciate was the Golden Knights prospect of Peyton Krebs. Thank you, everyone, to listening to the Golden Edge podcast. As a reminder, we are brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal. Check out all our coverage at reviewjournal.com. We are presented by Blue Wire. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do podcasts do to uh, this one. I'm Ben Goats. That was Dave Shane and Golden Knights prospect Peyton Krebs. We'll talk to you guys again real soon. Yeah.